One of the preoccupations of pastors is the weekend worship service. We spend hours, I know you might be surprised, but hours writing sermons and devoting much time to seeing that all of the pieces of a worship service come together so that when it's over, people will have had the sense that it was good and that I got something out of it. And if it didn't go well in worship, oh yeah, we hear about it. Who picked those hymns? Oh, or maybe it was too cold or too hot in the room. The sermon was too long. It was offensive or worse, boring. <laughs> With all of these variables and countless more, pastors find themselves stressing over the details and, and praying that everything comes together each weekend so that most will have had a good experience. But what if everyone from pastors, choir, ushers, acolyte, the full room of worshipers thought that the service was just fine, best ever, and they were eager to tell others and to invite them to come the following week? But what if God, the one whom they worship, wasn't happy at all with the service? We ask each other what we think about worship as we're heading out, and, but what does God think? Hmm, isn't he always happy with our praises and attendance? Besides, how could you ever know what God thinks about our weekend worships? Well, what if he showed up? What if God himself reviewed our worship services and let us know exactly what he liked and what he didn't? He could do that? Yes. And in chapter 1 of Isaiah, God left a one-star, and that was being generous, a one-star review of their worship services of the time of Isaiah. In verses 13 to 15, God said, Stop bringing meaningless offerings. Your incense is detestable to me. New moons, Sabbaths, convocations. <sighs> I cannot bear your worthless assemblies, your new moon feasts, your appointed festivals. I hate with all of my being. They have become a burden to me, and I am weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands in prayer, I hide my eyes from you. Even when you offer many prayers, I am not listening. Whoa. What? Yes, God hated with all of his being the worship of those who came to him at the time of Isaiah, I cannot think of any stronger language. I mean, it sobers me up from any intoxicating happy worship feelings that I get when singing my favorite hymns. Just because we are feeling it doesn't mean that God is. Well, how could the people of Isaiah's day have been so clueless about the heart of the one they sought to adore and honor? They well, they were not exceptionally bad or ignorant people, nor are we immune from the same offensive worship. What God hated with all of His being was that they came to the right place, said the right words, offered the correct sacrifices, even confessed the proper doctrines, but their hearts were far from Him. They were going through the proper motions of worship, 
believing in their hearts that it was the proper thing to do. I mean, God was owed honor and they were giving him reverence. And having met their obligation, then they had, you know, their own expectations of what God would now do for them. Their offense wasn't that they worshiped God, but that it was a transaction. I do this for you because you demand sacrifices and offerings. You demand my worship and my prayers, so I will do it. But then, you owe me. You must do what I ask and give me a good life, heal my sick family members, keep my crops growing, and my business booming. It wasn't a lack of faith, for they believed in the true God. It wasn't a matter of proper worship or doctrine, for they were following all of the right rubrics from page 5 and 15 in the hymnal. But their hearts were far from Him. They did not love Him, adore Him, desire that He be intimately involved in their thinking, trusting, conversation, and living. He was God, the one to be obeyed and made happy through prayer and worship and offerings, but He was not friend, dear Abba Father, partner in life, confidant, and the one they treasured, the one they could not live without even if all else was taken away. Imagine God saying to you, when you spread out your hands in prayer, I hide my eyes from you. Even when you offer many prayers, I am not listening. God was offended, hurt, angry, that He was thought of and being treated like the idols of the day, where people reverence idols, make vows, and offer praise and thanksgiving, but one does not love an idol. God is a person and not a thing or a power to control or placate. Jesus would have us keep the image of dear Father in our minds when we pray. Any other image that removes the intimate relationship also removes God's ear from our prayers. Consider well these words in your prayer life, your worship life, and your everyday life. You are religious, but is it based on an intimate relationship with Jesus? You pray, but is it just to get your way, or are your prayers requesting to be aligned in His way? You offer sacrifices, but is it to give a gift to the glory of God, or is it merely to get what you want? Our hearts must first be His and His alone, or else even our best prayers and most ardent worship falls on deaf ears. So how can you know if your prayers and your worship is pleasing to God? Well, in his poem of repentance, King David wrote in Psalm 51, You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart you, O God, will not despise. Wholehearted devotion to God is the very thing that He longs to give you by grace. It is a work of the Holy Spirit, and this worship flows from a heart that confesses, O Lord, my sin is offensive to you, and yet in you, Jesus, I am made new and right before God. I give you thanks and praise. May I continue to be with you, 
know you, worship you, love you, serve you in such a way that is pleasing in your sight. King David also wrote in Psalm 139, Examine my heart, O Lord. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. By God's grace, He will lead you in a life of worship and prayer that is pleasing in His sight because you are His in Jesus Christ. Look forward to seeing you all then this weekend in Bible study and worship. Have a great weekend.